Good evening, everybody. Uh, Before we start the podcast proper, I want to read something to you. You should apply this to any crisis you see coming over the horizon and use it to question things that have happened in the past, for instance, the pandemic. And it is a example of exponential growth. Now, the exponential growth that I'm talking about is the exponential growth of risk or danger. Let me read and visualize this. It's 1 p.m., Imagine a normal-sized football or baseball stadium. You're sitting in a seat at the very top of the stadium. You're overlooking the bowl of the whole stadium. To make things more interesting, imagine the stadium is completely watertight. The question is, if a single drop of water is added to the stadium, and then one minute later it doubles, and two more drops are added, and then one minute after that it doubles again to four drops, and so on the water volume doubling in size every minute. How much time do you think you have to leave your seat and get out of the stadium before the water reaches your seat at the very top? Think about it for a moment. It seems like uh, you'd have plenty of time to get out, right? Especially given that you can see it rising and could judge for yourself when to leave. The first drop of water lands right in the middle of the field at 1 p.m. Tick-tock goes the clock. It's 1.45 p.m. You've been watching the water slowly slowly filling the stadium grounds down there on the field. 45 minutes after the first drop at 1.45 p.m., the water is covering the field and lapping at the seats of the lower first level rows. It doesn't look terribly deep. Seems like plenty of time to get out if need be. At 1.45 p.m., the stadium, as far as the water is concerned, is 93% empty. No worries, right? It's 1.48 p.m. Shockingly, as you watch, the stadium goes from 93% empty to being half full in just about three minutes. Holy shit, you better get out of there. But guess what? It's too late. In one more minute, the stadium goes from half full to completely 100% full and spilling over the top. So, you sit and watch the single drop growing, doubling, and after 45 minutes, all you see is the playing field covered with water. And then, within four more minutes, the water fills the whole stadium. This means that you think you are safe because it seems that you have plenty of time left. Whereas, due to the exponential growth, you really have to take action much sooner if you want to have any chance of getting out alive. Think about that. Let it sink in. And apply that to the preparedness in your life. Uh, Prepare for food shortages, energy shortages, uh, economic crisis, whatever you want to insert into that equation, uh, worthwhile uh, thinking about it. And uh, now I'll turn it back to the uh, host. Go ahead, Jim. Tonight we're going to be looking into a little different topic, kind of dovetailing with last week on the uh, pushback theme. Uh, This week, uh, looking at some of the international stuff that's going on. 
uh, tensions in the Netherlands, uh, Indian farmers, Sri Lanka, uh, Italy, Poland. Um, you know, this all dovetails in with the Canadian trucker thing that, that was going on last month. Uh, Dutch farmers have blocked supermarkets, distribution centers, and roads in response to government plans to cut nitrogen emissions. Dutch police fired shots at tractors full of farmers who were protesting against plans to cut nitrogen emissions in northern Netherlands. Police said they were responding to a threatening situation when the farmers who were attempting to push past the blockade to get into the highway near the province of Friesland started to drive their tractors into officers and their vehicles. In reality, that didn't happen. There's a clearly video out there that shows the farmers were going way out of their way to get away from the cops and the, bar and the barricades. That being said, MP Carolyn Vanderblas called for an emergency debate with Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte and Minister of Justice and Security Dylan Zagarius about the escalating protests. Yes. Meanwhile, in Poland, thousands of Polish farmers gathered in Warsaw to express their disagreement with the policy of their authorities in the field of agriculture. Participants of the action were dissatisfied with the increase in prices for fertilizer and the import of agricultural products from other countries. Now, that sounds familiar. The mass protest was initiated by the Arguena organization. According to its head, Michael Kojaktek, if I pronounced that right, sorry if I didn't, it's obvious to Polish farmers that the state-owned companies earn on inflation and they're not worried about the situation of the farmers. Meanwhile, in Italy, Italian farmers all also went out onto the streets to protest with their slogans reading, we're not slaves, we're farmers, and we cannot make ends meet. The unjustified and nefarious increase in raw materials and necessities have brought the Italian agricultural sector to its knees. So basically, it doesn't sound like there's any continuity here, but if you go back and listen to what Paul read and then continue on with, with that quasi monologue, th there's a lot of stuff going on. And, and this is, uh, brings us to the international pushback. Uh, this is why I said it kind of dovetailed last week. Um, what we were talking about was it was more local stuff and grassroots stuff, but this, this, uh, the world's on fire. What do you think fellas? Looks like a global reset is in full swing. Well, that's what the pushback is against. Um, these these World Economic Forum, Davos types, uh, uh, you know, United Nations globalist type people are pushing these policies. And, you know, look at what's happening in the Netherlands, which, shall we say, is the jump off point for these types of recent uh, protests. The reason that they gave was because there were excessive nitrogen oxide emissions that don't uh, comply with the UN climate accord agreements or whatever they are. Isn't it a funny thing that they, they looking at that, um, that particular whatever, they were they don't comply right but it, what about china what about the emissions <laughs> yeah. what what about the emissions that they produce what you know some of those like uh, north korea even even um or south korea um vietnam the, the emissions and the pollution that they produce is worse than than like the rest of the world combined but nobody says a word about that nobody does anything about that 
and there is a specific reason for that. Well, two reasons, really. One, they don't really have control over India and China. But more importantly, it's not about the climate agenda. It is about changing the world and gathering more power and control to a club group of leaders, elites, banksters, whatever you want to call them, over the, what they call, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Yuval Harari, calls useless eaters. He's a, he's a protege of Klaus Schwab as well. Yeah, that uh, that, that uh, Schwab list is is pretty interesting. I didn't really want to get into him too deeply, but but uh, we definitely have a clip here from from a, a, a Webster University assistant professor Ralph Schallenhammer, which which goes into some detail on uh, on some of the reasoning uh, that we were mentioning. I think he has three um, three points to make. It's it's two minutes long, but it's definitely if you want to, if you ever want to stop in between or just cut it, let me know. But it's it's definitely worth listening to because he gives a pretty good. Um, view from from that part of the world let's hear it i mean i think this is a larger trend you already mentioned uh you know brexit and the election of donald trump and those were already symptoms of that pushback but the situation we find ourselves in i would say it consists of four different groups right one group is the activists i mean those are the people who really believe that the end of the world is around the corner and they're overrepresented in media in academia and in the cultural sphere then you have uh, the, the governments and politicians, and what they do is they like to virtue signal to those people because they believe, right? Most of them are on Twitter, they're very active on Twitter. They believe that they represent a huge chunk of the population. And then you have companies who want to make a profit off of it, right? For example, I don't believe that Unilever cares particularly about the environment, but it's something they have to say because they wanted to pander to a specific clientele. So you have a kind of a Bermuda triangle of ideology that consists of those three groups. And the quote unquote, when I mean, you know, the, the working class or the middle class, you could also call them the people who just pay their taxes and want to live their lives, like people who don't spend a lot of time on social media. They're trapped in this because it's more and more encroaching on their daily lives. I mean, you just mentioned it right in Germany. Um, to to uh, leave nuclear energy behind was a purely political ideological position. And the people were told, oh, don't worry, don't worry. We're going to replace it with wind. We're going to replace it with solar. Now it turns out that's not going to work and they will get poorer. And I think this is part of this. They realize now that they accepted the you know eccentric ideas of their elites uh, to the to the extent that they did not believe that it will have a negative effect on their life. But now they see this negative effect, and this is what I tried to put together in my piece. Right? It's school policy in Virginia. It is you know agricultural policy in uh, in the Netherlands. It is you know uh, gas prices in France. It's nuclear energy in Germany. So these things are driven by the same thing that the people say. Wait a moment. We are supposed to be democracies when we constantly vote for governments that in the end pursue goals that are interesting to you know those five percent of people who are very active, like who are very much in the public eye. The, like the progressives, they are in some areas right. They're insane. This is no longer common sense. They just want to switch to a common sense party. And so interesting because there's two more drops of water in the stadium. That's basically what he's saying. Yeah. And if you didn't see it coming, it may already be too late. But like you said, people are pushing back. Uh, the the uh, farmers in, in the Netherlands, it was glorious to see them come with their, um, with their combines and they fill it up with, uh, shall we say, 
horse dung. Yeah, the all natural. Yeah. Yeah. Spraying it on the uh, yeah right the natural that's what they want they want the farmers to switch switch back to natural fertilizer which is all well and good you know if you're growing stuff in your backyard. And, and while they're cutting while they're attempting to cut out CO two and kill the, the the cattle off because they're perpetrators of the fart. Yes. <laughs> Methane. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like you said, now we've got uh, um, Spain, uh, Italy, uh, other places. Uh, what else do we got here? We got um, reading from uh, legal legal insurrection has a uh, a piece on here uh, talking about the collapse in Sri Lanka. Now, just five short years ago. The World Economic Forum put a glowing piece up on on their excuse me up on their website about how Sri Lanka was going to become this oasis of prosperity and you know climate friendly this that and the other thing. Right, right. And the past few weeks, they're chasing down politicians in the streets, pushing their Lamborghinis into the river, uh, killing people for food standing in miles long people are standing for days in line in the hopes of getting some fuel they're doing the same thing in ghana which was another um emerging uh, prosperous african nation oh, and sure. now it's now it's on the verge of bankruptcy and you know what's what's interesting and i'm, I'm not trying to sideline but hey, joe what's what social quote unquote social media do you use Oh, I use truth. Uh, truth, I use. That's pretty much. And Facebook, but I only really use Facebook for, like, uh, if I go on Marketplace or once in a while I look at something. I really don't. I really don't use it. So, so do you? Do you? Uh, I don't know. Do you get any news from there? I, I'm, there's a point to this, believe it or not. Do I get any news? The only news I've been getting from social media, really, has been from Truth Social. That's about it. What about uh, on normal normal viewing? TV wise, um, I don't really watch TV that much. I I, I watch YouTube. I, I watch channels that support my hobbies pretty much. So, so select the view. So well, well then you're not you're not a good uh, test subject because my point was you can't find any information on this in the mainstream media anywhere. Well, yeah, it, I watch. You know what? The one thing I do watch news wise, I do watch the five on Fox News. Yeah, and. Pretty much, that's really all I watch. The I get home from work for an hour. I watch the five, uh, and if I don't get my news out of the five, whatever whatever I hear there, um, and then I do. I, there is a wise man that I listen to during the day. Um, he usually fills me in on the news, also. Okay, <laughs> who might that be? His, his name His name is Paul Stradamus. <laughs> yeah, so and, so he he's usually filling my head with the local with you oh, know okay. with the latest news. So well, yeah, I I was uh, I I was actually going to introduce uh, people, uh, namely you two, with different nicknames, and I was I was mulling around the uh, resident historian, um, and I and the then the voice of reason. I would I was going to say uh, for Joe, but. Um, I don't know, I'm still mulling them around, but I digress. All right, well. That's the, that's the first time everybody associated me with the voice of reason. Well, so I, I, you know. I think the uh, irony was thick. I'm, yes, I'm going to have to push back a little bit there. If he's getting his news from the five, first of all, we can't just let that go. All right. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Cough button now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but Fox News is just terrible. I mean, well, yeah. be, be that as it may, have you heard? And I and I honestly, I don't watch them because I don't I don't do cable. I do selective viewing. But have you heard? And and I think this is important for a couple of reasons. Have you heard any of this in any of those uh, resources? No, no. no. The, the only place you'll find it is on independent media, YouTubers, blogs, Sky News, uh, Sky News. Sky News is actually pretty good. I do, uh, watch, talk- I, I do watch Sky News sometimes. Like I'll watch a, a, I see a YouTube video that has that's from Sky News and has some uh, a, a topic that interests me. I'll watch that. Like they're mocking Joe Biden or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, they so. do. Yeah, they do that quite a bit because I think they've. You know, they were dealing with uh, what the, the quitter from the UK. So now they got this guy to, to pick on. But it's interesting because it was difficult finding something. I literally had to dig and dig and find clips out of clips. Um, you know, there's a couple of, you know, the BBC stuff, but I'm not really, you know, the Federalist has some good stuff on the, the Dutch farmers. But but come to find out, like you were saying on True Social, even today, and I, I, I should have bookmarked it. There's even more of this pushback going on because... Uh, people are tired all over the world of sitting on cans to wait to get. What was the gas in, in Haiti? I, I, I mentioned it the other day. It was fourteen dollars a gallon. Fourteen dollars a gallon. Rice was like twenty-seven dollars for a bag. Well, in, what do you need gas? What do you need gas for in Haiti? You can walk anywhere you want to go. I don't know. I've never been to Haiti, but I, maybe I, maybe they're trading it for bullets. I don't know. But uh, they're walking around. They're walking around with AKs. My question is, why aren't they crossing the border, the southern border, like their cousins did a couple of years or last year? But in any case, it, it's, it's insane. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to another line, but cap it off by saying this: We're the only ones, the great United States with 400 million guns. We're the only ones that aren't doing this. And to the degree that we did do it, the truckers made a trip from you know, from California, Washington to DC. And then, the, and then the, the, uh, the, the January 6th production, they're trying to make that into something. I've never, with 400 million guns, an insurrection doesn't happen with no guns. So, and that, I don't want to get on that topic again, but it's just, it, it just, it's baffling to me. It's baffling to me why we don't see anything of the sort in this country and why we don't hear anything about it all over the world. Well, uh, one, I think one thing, that I think that people should be very, very aware of is that the Democratic Party is bad. So is the Republican Party. I mean, they're yeah. just the Republican Party is just, you know, they're in disguise or something. But you know, yeah. it's make believe. But but our our government is bad. Um, yeah. There's no. Yeah. You're being kind there. I mean, first of all, it's it's a uniparty. We've all seen the pictures of you know. Republicans yelling at Democrats, and then you know when the session is over, we catch them on a on a hot cam or a hot mic, you know, slapping each other on the back or fist bumping or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're all part of the same club, and they don't care about the people. Right. Something like what was it? Sixty-eight Republicans in the House just voted for the assault rifle ban. Yeah. Six yeah. sixty-eight of them. Yeah. yeah that's, it's, that's it's absolutely nuts. They do not represent their constituents. They, they don't. Not only that, but that's a blatant disrespect for the Constitution, and I have no tolerance for that. None whatsoever. Yeah, and as far as as far as why I I tell you I rack my brain. 
I rack my brain trying to figure this out. And I have a particular beef with veterans. And I've confronted a couple of them over this. And I get the, I get the idea that, you know, if you've been in a position where you had to kill people or whatever, and you see how lack of law and order can devolve into horrific stuff. You don't want to see that in our country, but there is something we have crossed so many red lines. I don't understand. I don't know if it's something in the food in the water. Uh, if we're just been too wealthy for too long and we've become so soft that it's going to take something so shocking to, to, uh, light that fuse. I, I don't understand it. Well, I, 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 there's an old saying, and I don't know how true it necessarily is, but it, it rings true in some regard. If you came back from the war crazy, you probably went into the war crazy. Um, and I'm saying that because there's a predisposition for certain attitudes and, 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 uh, and in fact, there's predisposition for, uh, selection of the, the parties or the, the beliefs that you'll have throughout your life. And that's a scientific fact, but and I didn't, I wasn't prepared to bring any of those charts as it were up. So I don't have any citations as the, the young leftists always ask for. But the fact of the matter is if they did their own homework, they'd find out that that's true. You know, that mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's different brains that go to different sides of, of the aisle. Uh, that's just the way it is. There's a lot more logic on the, on the right. Um, and the cons- the left and the right versus the conservative and liberal is, is I think the conservatization is is more of a, a tangible thing. Um, although that's in all fairness during the Trump administration, uh, you know, and the spending, I can't say that was a hundred percent down the line of conservatism. But again, another that's another show. Um, but I, no, I don't but know, Paul, it, it, it was like I've said before you have to like Trump just because all the most evil, corrupt, uh, Baphomet worshiping scumbags hated him. All right. Well, that's, that's a pretty good sign that he's on the right track. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and he, he was, he was, I mean, he's a Democrat, he's a lifelong Democrat, but he identified some of the problems and the worst thing about him was it was a populist movement and if there's one thing that the international globo homos can't stand it's populism so they had to destroy him at any cost as they say oh yeah with with, you know which segues us directly into um santa satan claus schwab um he's an interesting character and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go in i'm not gonna to uh give him the, the, the um, pleasure of me giving a full biography, but the guy's, a, the guy's probably as big or, or more of a scumbag than George Soros. Just put it that way. Going back, yeah. going back and, to and Nazi years. I'll let you slide on not going into the biography because I have a feeling we will be presented with an opportunity to speak more about him in the future. Well, we can do an in-depth, uh, uh, we, can, we can call it a, a forensic scumbag study. Um, and, and, I, and I'm trying to keep this rated G cause, or, or at least PG-13 because this guy is, well, <laughs> we'll leave it. Let me read a couple of, of his bullet points from, from his, his own thoughts. This is from Klaus Martin Schwab, 
himself. Uh, and I'm not, I don't even know when this is particularly written, but I imagine this is his, his beliefs because he is, he, this guy is a child of the, of the devil. Yeah. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. All right. The U.S. won't be the world's leading power, superpower. This is, these are his predictions, as it were. Um, you won't die waiting for an organ donor. They will make, uh, they'll be made on 3D printers. That almost sounds like a meme. Uh, you'll eat much less meat. Meat will be an occasional treat, not a staple for the good of the environment and our health. A billion people will be displaced by climate change uh, slash Soros's open borders. Polluters, this is, this is precious. This goes to back to what Joe was saying. Polluters will have to pay to admit carbon dioxide. There will be a global price on carbon. This will help make fossil fuels history. Um, you can be, uh, let's see, you can be preparing to go to Mars. Scientists will have worked out uh, how to keep you healthy in space. Um, so again, I don't know when this was written, but uh, Western value, values will have been tested to the breaking point. Checks and balances that underpin our democracies must not be forgotten. So he, it's a, some hybrided statements because no matter how evil you are, because this guy is Dr. Evil. Uh, he, he thinks he's going to moderate <laughs> uh, with some of his rhetoric. This, this, this is unbelievable. It's the audacity and the narcissism that makes me, it cracks me up. Yeah, Any well, we, we've got recordings from, from these people, whether it was Davos or some other uh, World Economic Forum meeting, saying, you know, I understand that, you know, the normies, uh, they don't agree with what we're doing. That's okay. They're just too stupid. Um, we know we know what is best, and we're going ahead with it. This was some woman. I don't remember who it was. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but that is their attitude. They're better than you. You're a useless eater. They don't care if you die. They no. don't care if they want of fact, you to die. They would prefer it. Well, hence the, the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, yeah. that's... Uh... I, I believe that, that instigated um, that, the part of this whole, this whole thing for... Oh, uh, well, look, look at the small businesses that were wiped out. Look at the nationalization that's being attempted um, you know, in, in the industries. Um, the passports to travel. Uh, reducing international travel alone reduces, quote-unquote, um, pollution. Um, but what they don't want, if you notice, and it, oh, everything we talk about always comes together. What they don't want, they don't want you going to some other country to rabble rouse, just like they, you can't find a story on any of this stuff. Because if you have this, you, if you have the information, you'll be pissed off, and you'll be, you know, you'll be sticking your head out the window and saying, "We're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore." That's right. Why aren't we doing that here? That's why they can't allow it to be seen. No. No, but there right. are other countries, and look at look at who's fallen. You you mentioned uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, the the prime minister tried fleeing the country. I don't know if he was allowed to leave. No, actually, not. actually, and I no, normally I wouldn't correct you. The president left. President okay. under fear under fear of a, of a total annihilation. The PM who was attached at the hip takes steps in, and now the people are. I actually have a clip. Um, the people uh, are up in arms about that. So I don't know if this PM is actually safe either. Um, and under the circumstances, I don't think he should be. 
and and look who else we've got and, and, you know not necessarily all related but we have uh, Boris Johnson stepping down yep. uh we've got uh uh prime minister draghi uh tried to step down i don't think his resignation was accepted why did um, boris johnson step down uh he was he, well was first he of all first of all there was a thing called party gate where he had everybody locked down and him and his people were having parties at, at uh, yeah, number that 10 Downing Street, you know. Um, there was but some then, sexual misconduct in his administration that he hid. Yeah, he, some some guy he propped up was uh, had had this Me Too stuff against him somehow and he covered it up. So sounds they're like, done with it. Sounds him. like a friend of uh, Bill Clinton's. Yeah. But listen, uh, listen who else? This. We had uh, Estonia. The Estonian prime minister stepped down. Oh, um, I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head. But, but our dominoes, dominoes are falling. This is this is that raindrop thing yep. that uh, that I'm urging people to keep in mind because these things have a cascading effect. Now look at Germany. Germany today or yesterday restarted like 11 coal and oil uh, power plants. Didn't they they had, just they just came out and said they were going to reduce their nuclear and and people were going to freeze it. yeah and they got massive pushback on that. Yes. Right. What do you think is yeah. going to happen in the United States? I mean Biden's has the lowest uh, approval rating. People clearly are up in arms even his own people are against him um well for other reasons but in, during the next election cycle that's coming up the next presidential election if our country turns around and puts people in power that really care about the people won't our country come back to life yeah short answer is yes what do you mean put people in power republicans well republicans but people are you know i use republican loosely i'm talking people like trump that are really going to come in and kick some ass yeah well there there are there will be more uh trump republicans um, how quickly that could turn around, I I don't know. Uh, you know, frankly, I have concerns whether we make it to 2024. As far as a Democrat nominee, you notice when Joe Biden hit the road for Saudi Arabia to get on his knees and beg for oil, uh, Gavin Newsom visited the White House. Yeah, yeah what the heck yeah. is that all about? Do you think he, Gavin Newsom thinks he has a freaking chance at being uh, the next Joe, president? Well, he has nice hair, you know. Joe, so. Gavin Newsom is Nancy Pelosi's freaking nephew. Yeah, so there you go. And, and, Do and I have the, to say anything else? The tentacles keep getting longer and longer, and the rabbit holes get deeper and deeper. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, you remember fortification. They they could easily fortify him right into the white house mm-hmm. but i hear paul uh, pelosi's getting an endorsement from porsche I, that just could be a joke i don't know no he's getting a, an endorsement from the uh blah 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 microchip company he that he five bought. million dollar <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. and then uh, nancy announces a 50 billion dollar government uh subsidy yeah. of the micro yeah. microchip industry. and right in your face with impunity they, they're right breaking yes the law. Yeah, it's, it's right in your thing. face they do it yeah. Well, I said once, um, I think it was today, um, Nancy Pelosi does, she actually thinks that she's going to stuff her casket with all this money. <laughs> it's just, like, I hate to tell you, like Jim Morrison said, no one here gets out alive and you, and there's no luggage racks on the hearse. He didn't say that, but I did. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, your your soul will be called to account, yeah, Nancy. Yeah. And we're all going to watch. That's going to be uh, interesting. But uh, until then, let's listen to this little piece from, from uh, the uh, Sri Lanka uh, economy protest. So while Gotabaya Rajapaksa is out of the country and out of his job, it's still far from over in Sri Lanka. People say that they want a complete shift in the political scene here. As you can tell, there's still a lot of different sort of political manoeuvring to go through over the next week. And none of that changes the reality on the ground, which is this country is in the middle of a severe economic crisis. It's broke. It has no foreign currency. It can't afford to buy food, fuel or medicine. People are absolutely frustrated and fed up with it. The government is barely functioning at the moment. It has been trying to get money from the International Monetary Fund, as well as begging for money from countries, including Russia, Japan and China. But right now, it doesn't have enough. Now, I had to dig for that. <laughs> okay. It's nowhere. This, this stuff is nowhere to be found. I, my jaw dropped. When I, what when I what new service was that? I'll have to I'll have to look it up. Oh, okay. Have it where the link is. Yeah, you, that's not some. I I tell you what, if you want to find news, you're probably as crazy as it sounds. At this point, you're probably better off going to foreign news sites like uh, like yeah. you said, uh, Sky News, yeah. uh, even Al Jazeera, yeah, I've seen or or uh, um, uh, Russia Today. Or uh, all, all of whom are are demonized, you know. Or you could watch CNN and just report the opposite, and you'd be correct. Yeah. What, whatever happened to OAN News? I used to watch that, and I, I haven't seen it. Come to think of it, I, I think they they deplatformed OAN uh, oh, for saying something about January sixth or whatever. So they're like gone from YouTube, gone from Twitter. Nice. It probably crushed them. And they don't have the money to get on um, independent. But uh, I believe Trump at one of his rallies made a comment, a compliment to somebody that had an OEN shirt on. Yeah. And that's that was it. That was the death knell. Yeah, yeah that was it. Because we have to this country is uh, administered with spite. That's that's what the Biden administration is. They're spiteful. Uh, it doesn't matter. And they don't care about you um, because they basically are globalists um, and China is probably the only holdout for for money. I, I'm going to guess right now, just from looking, with the billions we sent to Ukraine, there's there, there's a uh, let's call it a platinum triangle between uh, the Biden cartel, um, Ukraine, and China, uh, and there's billions floating around. I mean, uncountable amounts of money floating around. Yeah, and that, I think it's a uh, nothing more than a la- uh, laundry scheme. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been well known. Ukraine was like the number two most corrupt country on the planet for years and years and years. Yeah. And all of a sudden now, uh, after Trump makes that phone call, uh, they are a beacon of shining democracy, you know. Right. And, of course, once the uh, special military operation kicks in, they are the last best hope for the West. Well, isn't it also ironic that Trump got quote unquote impeached for a phone call to Ukraine and now we're sending billions. I mean, there's just, this is crazy. If I'm going to send any money anywhere to, to uh, support a country during a war, I hate to say it, but it's going to be Russia. (laughs) Not that I'm sending anybody any money, but. Uh, 
Yeah, we should do a thing on on Russia and Ukraine um, one of these days because people are so misinformed. It, the I mean, even the CIA came out and said, "Yeah, we we lie." Well, uh, that's, that's pretty much what the CIA does for a living. I know, so but you, it, you it used to be it used to be illegal. The uh, I think it's called the Smith Munt Act that said the U.S. government cannot use propaganda against its own citizens. Well, now I'm sure they got around it through. You know, Operation Mockingbird. The U.S. And government kind of lies to us every single day of our lives. There's you can't trust any part of our U.S. government. You can't trust the FBI. You can't trust the CIA. You can't trust the FAA. You can't trust any of them. That's all they do is lie. Yeah. Well, it it didn't used to be this bad, and you know, you both know that because you're old farts like me. Yeah. In 2013 or 2014. Obama, in a dead of night uh, addition to the uh, um, NDAA, added a line mooting the uh, Smith-Munt Act and permitting the government to use propaganda on its own people. Obama did that. Which is a direct infraction of the, of the CAA charter not working within the confines of CONUS, of uh, the continental right, yeah. United States. Um know a little something about that and and uh <laughs> well that, again another topic yeah you know, with with, the, with the, as many uh small countries as they've taken over and, and propagandized um but it's very easy to go to central america uh as a as an asset or as an officer with the cia take over a small country put in a puppet and let that puppet either work for or against the united states hence proxy so what's the difference? Right. You know, people don't see that because most people, you know, what's the stat? Most people don't look at Joe. You don't. I mean, you 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 keep up with stuff, but you don't watch anything. I don't watch anything. You know, I mean, I have a, a little insight into some stuff, but we're just average guys, and we're you know that, that dig a little deeper. But anybody that doesn't want to even do that, they don't realize what what the uh, the international spies, I, dare I say that on a, on a recording, are doing. Um, and now in your face, we're in a proxy war with, uh, with Russia as Ukraine is the puppet, um, for some odd reason. Um, so, well, it's not an odd reason. United States and the West for a long time, obviously since the fall of, of the, uh, Soviet Russia, uh, had planned on, uh, raping all of Russia's natural resources sure they've yeah. got steel aluminum yeah. rare earths oil you know all these things they just need the resources yeah yeah well yeah. i was being kind of kind of tongue-in-cheek because you, you with the russia 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 hoax we heard for four years they, there's no possible way and again since the biden administration operates on spite that's its blood you can't possibly uh, say anything redemptious about russia because that would that would backfire, and everybody from pencil neck Schiff on down would lose credibility as if they had it. Well, um, here's the thing: what are they going to do? Because Russia is winning. Oh, of course they are. And they are. you They're know, days I, away. I, I don't know how far things are going to go. Um, I, my original thought was that they would go to the Dnieper River and stop, but they may push up and you know maybe make a play for Kiev. Or maybe they'll just take Odessa and uh, uh, Transnistria, and they'll own the Black Sea, 
and whatever is left, they'll issue an ultimatum uh, to whatever is left of of Ukraine, which won't be much. But uh, they are slowly grinding Ukraine into the dirt. And Ukraine, these people are horrible, evil people using... Uh, civilians as as uh, shields for the military. Also, they're also using they're, they're also using international mercenaries as shields, if you will. Yeah, I mean they have police stopping people at checkpoints and conscripting them. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, this now, is. I, I got to say, uh, Putin is being a moderate. He uh, is to he some is. degree because <laughs> again, you have to go with the with the the misinformation that we get. Because he was, they've been in a war for what eight, ten years on the East Coast. He could have right. crushed them anytime he wanted. And and again, with the, I hate to use the word incestuous because it's it's filthy, but that that whole deal with uh, when, when Obama was in office, um, th- this is just going on and on and on and on. And I th- I honestly think, and I'm not saying Putin is a saint. I don't think they're ever going to put him on a chain and hang him around <laughs> your neck. But but on the other hand, he's got to be scratching his head saying. These Americans, you know, and I hate to, you know, it's not the Americans. It's obviously when they talk about that, they're talking about whoever's in the White House are absolutely insane. Are absolutely insane. We had. Yeah, they, they have decoupled completely uh, from the West. Uh, and getting back to my point, what are what's going to happen? What if what if they what if Ukraine collapses completely after all the propaganda and all the money can wh- what does this administration this regime do under the, i mean that'll make afghanistan's horrific embarrassment look like a kindergarten party this is the end of the the united states uh credibility credibility on the world stage well you he, know? we have a shameless administration though and and i'm Tongue in cheek again. He may not know it. Who Biden? His, yeah, in his condition. Oh, yeah. But I think he's who's the who's the mob guy? Is Gianti from the seventies who used to walk out and check his mail with his bedroom ro- or his, be- his robe on and his bedroom slippers to make the feds think he was crazy. Um, I, forget, I don't know. I forget which one he was, but um, and it, it worked for a while because he he finally got arrested. But anyway, so Biden's either totally batshit crazy. Um, or he's acting. <laughs> did you watch? Did you see? Well, Tucker Biden. Carlin? Biden is not calling the shots. Biden no, is no, doing no. doing what he's told, and he has the worst of the worst of the worst uh, incompetent, meritless people, idiots from the Obama administration yeah. who are all yeah. ideologues. Rice. Uh, Rice. Clean. Clean. Uh, what's his name? Ducey or DC or oh, uh, Brian, yeah. Brian, yeah. you know, all these people are, are running things. And he's just he just reads the uh, the cards that they yeah. print out. For. He barely he barely, he barely reads the cards. Did, <laughs> you, did you take see, your did seat. Did you see Tucker Carlson's a uh, couple days ago when he was talking about Biden and the, the amount of drugs that they give him and what's yeah. going on? And yeah. I mean, it, it's pathetic. And all these people that are in his cabinet or that's in the White House are all people that know that Biden is totally incompetent. He's right. He's dementia. He's not capable. They're standing him up because they're in power. 
right. they're not giving yes. that power up. They, well, why do you think they hid him in his basement for a year during the the uh, uh, campaign? Well, two they reasons. can't they they can't have him talking to the people. Well, one it, reason it, one reason they hit him is because you're correct. They couldn't have him talking to the people. The second reason is they knew they were going to win. Yeah. Because they why would you front. run? Why would a professional political campaigner run a campaign like that if they didn't know that they were going to win? I mean, is that a conspiracy? Well, as it turns out, it, it may maybe have been a conspiracy, but now it's just plain old fact. Yeah, but you can't talk about that because then we can. You know, we yeah, can. yeah, yeah, we, we can, but nobody else can talk, can say that because if you say that, you get dismissed. You get you get ended. Yeah. Can't, well, what's nice about only having forty people listening to this at any given time is I can say anything I want. <laughs> so. I don't. I don't yeah. care if there were ten million people listening to us. I'm going to say. Well, you, you know. You know. Five years from now, some uh, social justice warrior is going to go back through all of these podcasts and find the thing that we said to get us uh, disappeared. You know. Hmm. Well, I, you know, and I don't want to say this too loud either, just in case that guy happens to get a hold of us in the next two years, but. If you want to come and disappear me, you, you maybe you got the wrong guy. Yeah, you better bring bring friends. So send bachelors, right? Yeah. Send like what was that? If you uh, the my best advice to you is to send plenty of body bags. Yeah. Was that Gordon Liddy? No, uh Rambo. Rambo, okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds sounds like something Gordon Liddy would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they generally don't go that far and disappear people. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. the podcast itself, just now, not you unless know. I tripped over uh, Hillary Clinton. And, uh, you yes, up- uh, I want to make it clear that I have no evidence of Hillary's involvement in 111 plus murder, suicide, yeah. uh, etc. I have it, no information whatsoever. Listen, the government has a history of killing people that get in their way. Well, you know, that's, that's our, true. That's our government. Yeah, Malcolm X, RFK, JFK. Uh, Martin Luther yeah, King, the other black guy. Yeah, Martin Luther King. Did you just say the other black guy? That's so racist. I I understand. Embrace that. your racism. <laughs> I I I am a racist. I prefer that my race does well. I prefer that black people. Damn, do well. son, where'd you find this? <laughs> yeah, as soon as you start going there, I'm breaking out the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> I want all people to do well. Well, you know what? Uh, uh, all what? Okay, I hate it when I miss a miss a quote a quote something about tides and ships. <laughs> so, <laughs> a strong tide rises all ships. How's that? Yes, yeah. uh, something like that. But anyway, I don't know. Um, we're going to solve the world's problems, but I hope that somebody listening at least got a gist of the information that's out there internationally as far as pushing back. Uh, whether or not you can find it on your own, I don't know. Whether or not you believe what we played, uh, that's not, not my problem either. But, you know, we put it out there um, for what it's worth. You know? And and to end, uh, final thoughts on possible scenarios that would cause something to spark off in this country. I'll start off. Uh Really high food prices. Uh, obviously, the the Congress would respond with food subsidies, but that only compounds the problem. Uh, maybe uh, maybe a financial problem, rising unemployment, um, 
what else we got? I have a theory that I've been mulling around for a while, and I based I based it off of this is going to sound ridiculous. I based it off of AAA game title sales uh, and um, propaganda. AAA game title. A AAA game title is one of the big games that come out on the console, and they're the big money. They're fifty. Oh, like 60, a computer game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff that I have no idea yeah. what you're talking. About. Yeah, or a console game, or a computer game. But anyway, I read about this years ago, and it, it was talking about the, the, the um, uh, advertisement and propaganda and those types of things. The point is, if you notice, and I've said this before to both of you, if you notice gas prices, we'll pick that for an example, they go up, and they go up. And sometimes they go up a dime a day, sometimes it's a penny a day, and then they reach a limit. And I think there's a bubble limit. I think that I think that our government knows what that bubble limit is. And that bubble limit, in other words, is when it reaches that mark and starts going above that mark, that's when people get to the point of actual physical retaliation. Now, this is just my theory. So, but if you notice over the past several years, every time gas goes up, it goes to a level, it planes off. Now, my gas in Florida is 393 uh, a gallon, okay? So, wow. and now nice. it's going to, it'll start creeping back up and it'll get to that $5 level. I mean, nationally average, and I'm not counting California or New York because those are outliers, but it reaches a level to where people are getting to the point where they're, you know, they're going to start raising fists, so to speak. And then all of a sudden it comes down 10 cents. Now I'm supposed to kiss somebody's behind because I'm only paying three ninety three for gas. Cause I was paying $5 last week, you know? So right. that's, that's my theory. I think when when the person that's manipulating that fine line, I think when that ends, I think that's when we break. Okay. Well, I, I put it more towards food. Um, you well, put it yeah, more towards I, energy. It, it could be uh, energy or anything that you know that that's that's going to pop the bubble, so to speak. Well, although they are related, obviously the higher energy costs right. bring higher everything costs. Yeah. Uh, anything that's got to be you know shipped, trucked whatever delivered um so joe what's your what's your uh your uh, nostradamus perceived breaking point i don't know that's a good question i think that i I think they're just going to keep deteriorating our basic civil rights i mean when they start stripping away our basic of basic civil rights i think that's going to be our breaking point well that you know what that's uh, three people three opinions that's pretty darn good um, yeah, and you know they've all got uh, solid backing, uh, you know, solid possibilities. And, and historical, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, with that, gentlemen, I will say good night. Good night. Uh, I will say good night as well, and uh, thank you for listening. And then I'll get the last word in here, and I'll say good night. It's been uh, it's been fun tonight, gentlemen. Thanks, Joe. And just to stick it to Joe, I'm going to say that you are all now smarter than when you arrived. Congratulations. You are among the best. Good night. Now shut it off. Thanks, guys.